Hey guys, welcome back. So, in today's show, I want to talk about how to forgive others so you can be forgiven. Because when in the scripture where it says that we have the power to forgive, this is how you need to do it. And it's not until I saw the this happen in a vision that I understood what forgive what it meant to forgive. Okay? Uh so first thing is what does the word forgive mean and this is recently right this is a recent lesson for me because uh i remember thinking how do i explain forgive and then um the lord said to me i need you need to go look up the word and i can't look up a lot of the times i won't look up what it says in the dictionary I'll look up prefixes and suffixes of a word, and that's how I I will define a word. So the prefix for means to give away. And then what is give? To give away. (laughs) So what you're saying, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, he who has patience possesses his soul so for you to be in possession that's a legal term for you to be in possession of something that's for you to have ownership of it or legally if you know you're found committing a crime and you're in possession of something illegal right so what is to if if you don't have patience then the Bible saying you don't possess your soul. So what is impatience? Impatience is illegal. It's a crime in the spirit realm. Uh, so for anyone to try to take anything, any mindset, any thought, any image to try to take your patience, that's an illegal act. And we have to figure out how to get it back. But this is the thing is you usually lose your patience with someone if you haven't forgiven them. And you can say, yeah, 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 I forgive them. Or you could say, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Yeah, no, that's not how forgiveness works. We have to forgive and forget, and then we have to pray for our enemies. And you're like, yeah, and how do I do that, right? So have you ever had someone do something to you and it was hard for you to forgive them that's a lot of us because we're dealing with the spirit realm and we're dealing with negative thoughts and imaginations that is what the enemy is everything the bible tells you not to do that's a negative thought and imagination anything that's not pure anything that's not holy anything that's not uh worthy of rapport anything that's not uh, sorry not report but repute Anything that's not of good repute, anything that's not, did I say pure? So all of those things is what the kingdom of heaven is. I'll say words sometimes and I'll see angels coming out of my mouth. Why? Because the sound that, the tone, you ever hear someone say, it's not what he said, it's how he said it, right? And so the tone, there's malice behind your words. And so that's energy. That's intention. 
And that word is driven with that energy and intention. You ever hear someone say, oh, she, you, you look so nice, but it's very sarcastic. Then that's intention. That's, uh, that's deceitful, right? So this is what you have to do when you are trying to forgive someone, when you're trying to get over what they did. So remember what I just said there sometimes i'll say something good and i'll see an angel come out or i'll see light come out of my mouth um or i'll say something negative like one time i was singing and i saw glimpses of mold in the air um now if you know anything about biology biology says that the kingdom of fungi which is mold mildew yeast and mushrooms is the kingdom of decomposition. Well, if you think of what the kingdom of death is, the kingdom of death is the kingdom of decomposition. It, the, that kingdom is ever decomposing. It's dying. It's, it, it's, it's done. It's dying. That's why the Bible used to say, don't um, eat yeast. And the reason why is because that's, it's a, it's part of the kingdom of fungi. And that's also when I realized that the Bible was the first textbook ever written on science. And when I realized that the word kingdom was actually scientific words. So the reason why you need to do this is because what ends up happening when there is ill intention, right? When someone does something to you with ill intention, then it's going to be hard for you to, you know, to forgive that person. Why? Because their imagination is on top of you. How does that look like? Okay. You ever notice how, first, let me say this. In Genesis 8:21, it says that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. And in Genesis 8:20, it says that God said that in his heart that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Now, if the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth, then what is that telling you? That the imagination is the heart. Where is the imagination? It's the mind. Over in Ephesians 4:23, it says to be renewed in the spirit of the mind. What is it calling the spirit? The mind. What is it calling the heart? The mind. What is the, the heart and the spirit? It's both the mind. So now, when there's another scripture that says that we cast down imaginations that raise themselves above the knowledge of God and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. So what is the spirit realm composed of? It's composed of images and thoughts imaginations are images your image your spirit is the image that god thought of when he gave you your gift and your calling your image is your gift and your calling that's why the gift and the calling can never be withdrawn because your image is literally your gift and your calling it is the thought the creative thought that God put inside of your body. Before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
that's the creative thought that God put inside of your body. And so he had that in mind for you. And anything else that he did not have in mind for you is death. Slowly but surely. Until, you know, you just stay at a job for 25 to 30 years and retire and are completely dead by that job because you were supposed to be following your creative thought. What you were. And it makes your light diminish. Now, when you go to forgive someone, what you have to do is you have to tell their spirit to get off of you. Listen, the Bible says that um, you go into a house or a town, send it your peace. And if that town is worthy of your peace, allow it to rest. But if that town is not worthy of your peace, call it back to you and dust your feet off from that town or that house as you're leaving. And it'll be worse on Sodom and Gomorrah. It'll be worse on that town than it was on Sodom and Gomorrah. What is a town and what is a house? The Bible says that we are houses. And the Bible says that we are the city on the hill that can't be hidden. So we are the city. We are the house. And when you go into a house or a town, you're going to a person. This is a relationship. Send it your peace. What is the peace? The peace is your peace of mind. It's your image. And I find it fascinating that God didn't say, send it your spirit. He specifically said, send it your peace. Why is he saying that? It's because he is trying to make a point. He's trying to tell you that your spirit is your peace. And once you lose your peace, you've lost a piece of you. And if you continue to be around that person, you're continue, you will continue to lose your peace. Why? Because that person is mean. Because they're abrupt. Because they're operating under the kingdom and the thoughts and the imaginations of hell. So what they're going to do is they're going to continue to hurt you until you leave that house in that town. And you dust your feet off of that house or that town. And allow the the judgment that they have coming on them you have to do that because if it wasn't done in a way where you know if it wasn't a case of like witchcraft or it wasn't a case where someone was putting a gun to your head to hurt someone else then the blood is on you know their hands but if you were the ones you know if you were the one who hurt that person then the blood is on your hand and that the bible also says that so if you want to make sure that you keep your energy, you keep your strength up. There's a lot of people that they're like, oh, Lord, give me the strength. But you're dealing with people on a constant basis because you think that God said to forgive 70 times 7. He said forgive 70 times 7, but do you understand what forgiveness means? For, the prefix for means to give away. Give means to give. You need to give that spirit back. Tell the spirit to get off of you. Now, what I've seen is if, um, so in Genesis 8.21, before I say that, it says that the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. Well, that translation in Spanish says that the intention of a man's heart is evil from his youth. So imagination and intention are interchangeable. Where do intentions come? They come from your mind. Why? Because you had a thought. You had a thought that created that intention that created that energy and what is an energy an energy is 
the strength of your mind and your body. It's just going into a detail of what your strength is. To love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. That strength is your energy. Is the energy from within your mind and your body. And we'll go even deeper because your energy is actually the alpha and the omega. The Bible says that he's the alpha and the, the, alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. What does that mean? The alpha is your brain. Okay, so there is a brain wave that's called the alpha brain wave, and this is the most relaxed state of mind. Then there is a body wave that's called the omega body wave, and this is the most relaxed state of your body. All of your organs are harmonizing perfectly, and it's creating the sound, the wavelength, because that's what wavelength is, is a sound that puts you at an omega wavelength so energy would be the correct term but for you you're trying to forgive someone but forgiveness is you got to let them go you got to get them out of there get them off of you you ever heard the term you've been on my mind or i must have thought you up or um yeah i had you in mind yeah, that's because you were thinking of the person or their, their, um, their spirit is still on your spirit because your spirit is your mind and they're still on top of you. They're like, they're clothing you. And you know what? The Bible says to do this the minute that your peace isn't able to rest on them. Why is that? Because if you stay around someone with the mentality of hell, with the thoughts of hurting someone intentionally, manipulating someone intentionally, um, cheating on you. If you're with a man that's constantly cheating on you or always looking at other women with lustful eyes, which is cheating. The Bible says that's adultery. If whosoever looks at a woman with lust in his eyes, he's already committed adultery with her in her, his heart. What's he done? Because he's lusted for her. He's already committed adultery with her in his mind. His heart is his imagination, and that imagination is the mind. And so what do you have? You have an adulterous man. You need to leave him alone, okay? And don't think of, oh, my children. No, your children are the ones who are suffering the most. And believe me, I was in that type of marriage for six years. And for, I want to say, six to seven years, and I was on and off in this relationship for 14 years. And it's one of the most draining, this man was taking all of my energy. And then after he would do what he'd do, he'd say, well, I did that because you did this. And he'd blame it on me. Like, how is it my fault that you almost threw me in the train tracks? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's someone taking your peace. And they're ripping it right from inside of you. And that's the pain, that's the emotional pain that you can't get up out of bed and you can't get off the, uh, the floor. And the, this is taking your strength. And the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Who is the Lord your God? That's you. That's you because that's the Holy Spirit that's living in you. And you cannot love anyone else from an empty cup. So now how are you going to be able to love your neighbor as you love yourself, if you're not loving yourself with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Because to love the Lord your God 
and I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm not talking about being selfish. I'm specifically talking about loving the God in you first. What is the God in you saying to do? And if you don't know what he's saying to do, you need to fast. Because that's just saying that you have a lot of brain fog. And that the enemy is clouding your vision. And this is important. Because with, without a vision or a dream, the people perish. And the lack of knowledge, the people perish. So if they have a lack of knowledge of the vision of the dream, then you're double perishing. You're double dead. Then what do you need to do? You need to forgive the proper way, the way the Bible says to forgive. And the Bible's telling you, you need to get that person off of you and you need to dust. You need to call your peace back to you and actively call your peace back to you. I do this every day. I call my peace back to me every day. And I just say, I release you from wherever you are. Come back to me now. And I call it every day. And let me tell you something. The more and more someone continues to hurt you is the more and more that it hurts you in your chest. And that is where your heart is. That is where your imagination is. We think that our, um, our mind is on top of our brain, and it's not. Our mind is in the middle of the, 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 our chest. You remember in school when teachers used to say, your heart is over here, not in the middle, right? Yeah. Your heart is over here, not in the middle. I mean, your heart is in the middle, not over here. <laughs> and so I used to be like, why is she saying that? She's being weird. But you have to, and this is when the Bible says to guard your heart diligently. How are you supposed to live a prosperous life? If you're not guarding your heart diligently for from it flows the issues of life. Now you're going to have a lot of issues because you didn't guard your heart diligently. And especially if, you know, we're talking about people. Yes. Regular relationships. We're talking about mommy and daddy. That's not doing right. You know, when I was adopted, I was taken away from a lot of the evils that were in my family. Right drug use, um, incest, uh, extreme manipulation. Oh my God. And I would see it and I would be like, hmm, you know, because I wasn't raised by them. I wasn't raised by them. So coming back to my family, you know, almost 20, 30 years later, it was like, my God, thank you, Jesus. I was adopted. Right. But do while you're going through it, you don't see that. So when I came back and I started seeing like, I was so grateful that it, those people didn't raise me. And by those people, I mean my parents. When I came back and I saw the way that they were, Jesus Christ, I was so happy that those people didn't raise me. And then I realized, okay, this is why. This is why. This is exactly why. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me from this. And God cut, cut them off of, out of my life when I was younger. And then I cut them out of my life when I was older. And I said, oh, no, we're not going to be doing this. You're going to. And don't be afraid to cut off your parents. Listen, if that's what you have to do to make sure that you have your peace, that's what you have to do to make sure that you have your peace. 
The Bible says, listen, what did Jesus, and it, this gives me so much comfort, right? Because we expect our parents to, you know, we, we say, well, you know, I love them. This is my parent. This is, you know, the person that raised me, blah, 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 blah. A whole bunch of blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. If they raised you and they hurt you and it's taking your peace, you need to dust your feet as you leave that relationship. This is real biblical um, forgiveness or else the Bible would not have it in there. And I had a hard time with this because... Even my daughter said to me the other day, I thought you said I'm supposed to forgive. And I, said, I had to say, no, no, no. Let me explain to you what forgiveness means. Right. And so when that happened to us, you know, um, I explained to her the same way that I'm explaining to you. What did Jesus say about his his mom and his brother? When his mom and his brother came to see him, he was out doing outreach. Right. Because that was what Jesus did. He just did a bunch of outreach. And he was out doing outreach and he said um he the disciples said your mother and your brother, I believe, are here to see you. And Jesus retorted, "My mother and my brother are the ones who do the will of God." Bookie. Now this is the woman that birthed him. Uh-uh. You're not about to come up in here and take my peace. Jesus wasn't having it. And this is the Prince of Peace. So if he knows some about forgiveness, I you have to jump on the bandwagon. Because we can't just let anybody come and hurt us over and over and over again. And I know that no preacher has ever preached it this way. But you need to know that the days are evil. The Bible says that the days are evil. And it, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And when he's coming, he is coming to put the kiss of death on you. Steal your joy. Steal your peace. And destroy your life through you not protecting yourself. Through you not um, guarding your heart diligently. Because people are dying from a lack of knowledge. And you keep going back to that relationship thinking that it's supposed to be a relationship that's standing in your life. No, it's not. Once God cuts someone out, out of your life, let them go. And you know what? The Bible says that if the blood is on their head, because if they're doing something wrong to you, you need to skedaddle and be out. There's nothing else you need from that relationship. No money, no help will suffice for the type of headache that this person and heartache that this person will give you. Because if that person is not peaceful and they're constantly taking your peace day in, day out, and it's a negative situation, you need to go. It's time for you to go. And that goes for any relative. No relative should be allowed in your environment or in your children's environment. You know what ends up happening? Then what you end up doing is you end up allowing them in your environment and if you have children you're allowing them in your children's environment and guess who's going to have to deal with the misbehaviors when your child is misbehaving from the way that that person hurt their heart you did not guard their heart diligently you get away from that person i don't care if it is your mom i don't care if it is your grandma 
You let them live in that curse and then you get out and you cleanse yourself of it. Oh, and you think, oh, this is harsh. Okay. So then deal with the rebellious teenager. Deal, and you're the one who's losing out on work. You're the one who can't pay your bills. You're the one who can't catch up to rent because employers aren't giving sick time. Okay. I, I had one employer in my entire life give me sick time and they were just very kind. But employers aren't giving sick time, okay? And you don't know if you do have vacation time. You don't know if you're at the point of vacation. What if you're dealing with so many misbehaviors that you just gave up all your sick time and vacation? Then what? You can't even take a vacation from this troubled child that you allowed around this person. You didn't diligently guard their heart. Oh, they're the only free babysitter I can't afford, man. You better do what you got to do. And move to a state that's giving um, daycare. And in my experience, whew, in my experience, New York is is one of those states. Any state that is um, that gives uh, state taxes, that's the state for you. Yeah, you'll pay for it through your check, but also you will get that really nice chunk of change during tax season because you're not just getting a tax refund from your federal, you're also getting a tax refund from your state. And I mean, it comes up to about $11,000 and I have that. But also you get the childcare. What's another thing I want to say? If you have tried this with the childcare, if you've tried it with, um, with your family, with the childcare, Go into a house or town, send it your piece. If that, if they are worthy, if they are worthy, if they are worthy, the Bible says if they're worthy. Listen. So if we go into a house or a town, and I don't want to tell you guys nothing wrong. So I want to make sure that I'm telling you the right thing. I'm looking up the scripture in the Bible right now. So it's Matthew 10, 11. Oh. Now, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy. And stay there till you go out. Now, the Bible says if they are worthy to have your presence remember that what what god said to abraham those who bless you will be blessed and those who curse you will be cursed forgiveness is not what y'all been thinking it is and if this town or house is not worthy it's time for you to go because you have a purpose to be fulfilling and the only thing that matters in this world will be for you to fulfill that purpose. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your child, not your sister, not your... Nobody should be put in front of this purpose. You know how I know that? Because the Bible says that he who leaves their house, their mom, their dad, their husband, their daughter, their son, for my sake, will be blessed.
what y'all think well that's all the time i have for today guys over and out